four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. That's right. Welcome back to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. My name is Jake. Today I am joined by our very own jolly green giant. It's Eric. <laughs> He's always green with envy. We have Tanner. Hey there. And it's not easy being Brock. I mean, yeah, but what's my introduction? I'm still waiting for an introduction, Jake. That was the best intro ever. (laughs) So in case you haven't figured it out, today we are focusing on the color green, and that is because St. Patrick's Day is coming up. St. Patty's. So we have decided that all of our pitches today have to be related to the color green. It's wacky, it's silly, it's going to be fun. The thing, like, you know, just to, to double down and make sure people understand, we're not doing St. Patrick's Day Correct, no. pitches. We are doing the color green, which is among the most open-ended things that we have <laughs> uh, ever pitched, while also exactly. being oddly mentally restrictive. Yeah, it like really was. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not good. like all the options of like the color blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now blue, that opens up options. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Give me a nice mauve any day. <laughs> I feel pretty good. I think it'll be fun. I should also point out before we jump in, this is our 25th episode. Nice. So congrats, boys. We've made it to 25. Nice. Looks like we made it. And what better way to celebrate that milestone than with our dumbest uh, (laughs) pitch focus yet? (laughs) Our most anticipated topic. We didn't do past pitches on 25. We did that on 24 to set us up for green. Yeah, we could. This was important to have for St. Patrick's Day, this green episode. We've heard the complaints about Disney parks. (laughs) I can't tell you how many tweets we've gotten. Saying, hey, guys, we need some green rides. <laughs> so superseding our all-important 25 episodes, that's a quarter of a century, makes a girl think. We decided to go with green. So who's pitching first? Today we have <laughs> pitching green stuff first, Mr. Brack Rudolph Gabbert. Oh, damn. It's not easy to be him. Okay, thanks. Uh, See, it's actually kind of funny that Jake introduced me today the way he did. Uh, It's Not Easy Being Green is a song famously associated with Kermit the Frog. And so is my attraction. I'm pitching an animatronic show centered on Kermit uh, and Robin heading down back to the swamps to have a family reunion with their froggy family. Uh, so it starts, they're singing some fun frog songs. Uh, I'm picturing the song Knee Deep that was sang in the Muppets at Walt Disney World 1990 special, which does contain similar family reunion themes. Uh, and they, you know, they're having good fun froggy times when suddenly Miss Piggy shows up. Uh, she realizes that they're putting on a show with an audience and decides it has to be all about her. But with Piggy (laughs) coming, she brings all the Muppets in tow. Uh, the Muppets all vie to perform in the, the new show. Piggy tries to sing. Gonzo tries to do stunts. Fozzie tells jokes. The band tries to jam with the frogs. And everyone interrupts each other, messes up the whole show. Everything goes wrong in a really fun and entertaining way. Uh, but 
at the end, it all comes together and everyone joins each other for a rousing rendition of Rainbow Connection. Aw, nice. Cute. I like it. Why is your mom in the show? Oh, Robin. (laughs) 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 Robin, for those who don't know, is Kermit's nephew. No, she's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. That, that would be a fun a fun show. I would yeah. um, pay for that good and or service. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cap. Speaking of, I guess it's my time to pitch. One of the things that I feel like uh, we as a human race need to need to be able to believe is that we can come together and tackle the climate change issue. Um, and so uh, to raise awareness and to indicate that we actually have the, the backing of, uh, multi-billion dollar companies, uh, we have the, uh, a nature takeover that would expand over, uh, all of the Disney parks theoretically around the world. The indication would be the power of nature, right? So you have, as a brief example, uh, something like Main Street USA, you would have like vines starting to come out of like all of the buildings, um, some like wood erupting from the ground to, to just to indicate that nature is capable of in the power of, of uh, coming back there. So uh, it was it's a sort of a worldwide unification. Let's fight climate change. Nature takes over Disney parks thing. Um if it were to be discussed, I would love to narrow the scope of that just to like a magic kingdom. Um, just so that we could be like, this is what this would look like one place. And then (laughs) maybe (laughs) we could, you know, just lay enough (laughs) like foundation to be like, okay, this is what it would look like other places. So you're a coward who's afraid of your own ideas. (laughs) No, I'm a coward who's afraid of a four hour long episode. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my idea. Nature takeover, uh, with a emphasis on creating global awareness around the imminency of climate change. There we go. Cool. Cool. Next up we have Tanner. Okay. Uh, after that delightful insight into uh, <laughs> uh, climate change and uh, we're solving world crisis <laughs> issues, I am going to be pitching a Maleficent themed roller coaster. Nice. <laughs> the fact that there isn't one is a world crisis, yes. <laughs> it is indeed. All right. So. My pitch is a multi-launch coaster taking guests on a daring journey through the Forbidden Mountains and Maleficent's Castle. Race around avoiding Maleficent's goons and, of course, Maleficent herself, and eventually coming face-to-face with her in a terrifying dragon form. That's that's my oh, idea. Awesome. Cool. Oh, that, that sounds cool. We it, can talk about details later. Yeah. yeah, no, that sounds cool. I just I thought you had more to say. Yeah, I like it. Awesome. Brevity is the soul of wit. Sweet. Cool. Jake. All right, so on Disney Cruise Line, or on two of the ships in Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Fantasy and the Disney Dream, there is a really cool restaurant called the Enchanted Garden. And the theme of this restaurant is that you're in a magical garden where when you start eating, 
it is like dusk and then as your meal progresses it slowly goes through sunset and then the sky comes out and the stars and all these magical flowers around the restaurant slowly open throughout the course of your meal and by the end of the meal it's a really cool beautiful garden so i was thinking green plants we've got the topiaries that come out in epcot during um flower festival so i thought as cool as Enchanted Garden is on the cruise ships, it, they're very limited by space. And I would like to see a walkthrough attraction and even perhaps the restaurant come to one of the parks where they could really expand on this idea. And I thought it would be really neat to have those magical flowers we talked about, to have that uh, day-to-night transition. And I thought of another way to plus this would be to have those great Disney topiaries, but have them as animatronics where they can actually move and make show scenes. And I just thought that would be a neat thing to perhaps discuss. So there we go. Enchanted Garden. Nice, guys. Way, cool. to, way to green pitch. Yeah. Pitch green. <laughs> it's time for Q&A. Q&A. So this question is for Tanner. Yes. Uh, it probably goes without saying, but this would be focusing on, like, the Maleficent's magic and, like, the green fire and all of that stuff that she is associated with. Yeah, so there's actually, like, a lot of green in this because when you – Read about uh, the Forbidden Mountain Range. One of the iconic things with that, too, is a kind of pale green sky. We have green from the fire. One thing I want to play with is the just like scaring guests with those iconic lime green eyes of the dragon mm, mm-hmm. appearing in an otherwise dark space, I think would be terrifying. Yeah. And obviously Maleficent herself is also green. So <laughs> right. there's lots of green flame and magic power all around. Cool. I love it. Uh, I've got another question for you, Tanner. Um, apart from Maleficent, are there any other characters that are going to play a major role? Uh, it's going to be Maleficent and then just like the minor goons uh, that she has. I was thinking Diablo could probably be in there, her bird. Nice. Uh, but the idea is you are the hero journeying through the mountains and exploring Maleficent's castle. So we're not going to see like aurora or philip or anybody it's going to be that's going to be your main antagonist and you're going on the adventure okay follow-up question to that then so we face maleficent the dragon at the end is there some way that we defeat her or do we just like skedaddle i think the story is it's the challenge is rising to go and survive the castle Cool. Is more of what it is than like finding a way to murder the animatronic from of Maleficent from inside a roller coaster. Yeah. Equip every rider with swords and have them beat the animatronic every time they do the ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. believe it or not, I kind of picture it like powers. how many of the uh, dark rides and stuff kind of end where the defeat is kind of just the survival and you kind of leave it up to the audience imagination of there's not a show scene where we murder Maleficent in her home. No. Well, I have this rule where I will vote for anything with murder. Um, <laughs> so now you're actually You've making never me never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not canon. You didn't vote for my Rocky Horror pitch. Oh, actually, you did, so thank you. You didn't vote for the one where the puppies got murdered, though. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Nobody yeah. Nobody voted for that. Man. And puppy murder seems way worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have two questions for Eric. Yes. So 
first your overlay. Would this be a permanent thing or is this a special event type thing? It would be a special event type thing. It would be a long-term special event as long as potentially a year. Okay. Um, maybe, but I was in my head, it was more like six months, um, sort of like the spring into fall months before they do. Cause they're never going to not do the, the Christmas overlays and the Halloween stuff. So, right. um, Something that would start a little earlier in the year, something like around St. Patrick's Day, I think, is like a, a viable start date into like a September, October. Okay, so like spring. Yeah. But, okay, gotcha. And then my second question is, so I'm trying to picture this, and specifically I was thinking like Main Street because that was one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is the feel that the plants are magically growing or is it more like you see in like movies where cities have been abandoned and the plants are kind of taking over again or like what is what is the feel here so obviously like i don't want it to feel like the plants are taking over that's a little too intense but i do want to leave the impression that um we are in not at their mercy but that they will you know, they will survive, right? Ultimately, this is, you know, not our planet. Um, (laughs) Right. So it's, it's hard to do that in a Disney friendly setting. Uh, but at least not, I think it would have to be magical, but it had to look magical, but it would have to like be caveated that this is natural. Right. Like, um, that's why I wanted to go with just like vines and things like that, not necessarily like giant, like man eating. <laughs> um, <laughs> Audrey too <laughs> takes Audrey over that. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. It's like well, I don't know. Two. The photo op of Audrey too biting Mickey's head off oh, when you t- meet him would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. You just like the whole park is flanked by 700 foot Venus fly traps that are just like. <laughs> <laughs> that just pluck kids yeah. away from their family at different times of the day. Start using solar power. You know, I think that's a little probably. I will kill your family. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. That's a good question, Jake. It's tough because, like, I don't necessarily want it to be subtle, but I also don't want it to right. be too intense. Right. I, I get oh. it. Yeah, it is tough. Like yeah. you said. So. Um, I have a question for Brock now. Hello. Which is, so you said it, this is an animatronic show, right? Like 100% animatronics? Or are you thinking it could be more with like some 4D elements, kind of like the existing Muppet show that is in uh, Hollywood Studios? What, what are your thoughts? I was, I was definitely thinking more animatronics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the 4D elements are cool, but we already have that. Um and it, it's cool. It's a cool show. But personally, I think the most interesting and like magical parts of that show are when the Muppets are there in person. Mm-hmm. I and agree. I mentioned this before in a different episode, but the Muppets have this special kind of magic where it's like all throughout the park you see people dressed as characters. And mm-hmm. you see them and it's like, oh, it's Snow White, but also it's a college student pretending to be Snow White. Right. But if you see the Muppets in person, it's the Muppets. Right. Because you don't know who's controlling them or how. It just feels like, oh, my gosh, the Muppets are here. Yeah. No, that's great. I like it. 
I have a question for both Brock and Jake. Mm-hmm. I was just curious where uh, you guys envision these being placed in the Disney parks. So I'll go first. Um, obviously, the enchanted part of the enchanted garden kind of lends itself to Fantasyland. But the garden part could work in Epcot, like in the land pavilion in that area, because you've got the, um, oh, what's that ride called? Where you go through the greenhouses and everything. Living with the land. land. Living with the land. Yeah, thank you. That's right there. They do the flower festival in Epcot. So I think it could work in either of those locations. I'm curious what you guys think. Epcot was where I first thought when I heard it, but I wanted to see what you were thinking, too. Because yeah. I could see it going okay. a couple of places. Yeah. Right, right. So that that's open for discussion if if it comes to that point. I could see Epcot. I could see Animal Kingdom some in in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and me, I wasn't 100% sure. Um, I could actually see this in Frontierland um, because, you know, it's in the swamp. It's that kind of aesthetic. That being said, that does put it pretty close to Country Bear Jamboree, which has some similar themes. You're trying to replace the Country Bear Jamboree? That was a trap in my my life. I'm coming for you. I think on the last episode we learned that he doesn't like Country Bear Jamboree, remember? He always refuses to... (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Brock loves Country Bear Jamboree. So much! (laughs) Too much, one could argue. Um, To an almost unhealthy extent, does he have a fetishization of those bears? (laughs) He really wants us to know, I... Love the country bears, but I'm like, that's not. They're cool. I like them too. But like, should anything elicit that strong of an emotion? I'm not sure. Brock, why are you drooling while you say it? Uh, hey, man, that I don't think that's on me. Have you seen uh Oh crap! What's your name? Big Al. Oh, yeah, Big Al. That's the one that really revs my engine. Hey, Tanner, so where are you thinking? I can't remember if you said, where would your ride be? Is this a Fantasyland ride? What was yours? I did not. I'm thinking probably Fantasyland's the best place for it. Okay, yeah. Because it is kind of like a Fantasyland film that it's based off of. So you're not going to do like MGM Studios and make it based off of the Maleficent movie? No. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> wow. Not even a little bit. That's two strikes. No murder. <laughs> no based off of the Angelina Jolie movie. <laughs> no, it's based off of Maleficent 2. <laughs> yeah, come on, Eric. Duh. <laughs> you fool. All right, all right. We're not going back through our past. <laughs> For Jake. Yes. Uh, you mentioned it potentially being a restaurant, which I think is a swell idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some degree of uh, overlap, Venn, you know, aesthetics Venn diagram, if you will, um, between like that and something like the Rainforest Cafe, mm-hmm. where you're having like large plants and like fun atmospheres. What would sort of the the difference? distinctly be from that for you well on on the cruise ships they're a lot more elegant than rainforest cafe was some people found rainforest cafe to be kind of cheesy um the the ships are not strike 
I That's didn't a strike say for I me. think that. I'm saying some people <laughs> think that. I think Enchanted Garden on the ships is a lot more elegant, and I think that bringing it into the parks, it would still stay in that vein. Are you, you know? telling me that eating next to an elephant animatronic is not elegant? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Dude, the Rainforest Cafe is sick. It's, I love it being sick. I I've always say, loved the Rainforest I Cafe. I fucking love that place, but it, like... By, like, the tenth time that the storm goes the off and, like, the gorilla pounds his chest, you're like, okay, I kind of just want to eat my pasta. And then, like, <laughs> I'd like to be able to talk a little bit, maybe. Yeah. So then I guess the final question that we're going to start doing for the question and answer section, are there any other details about your ride that you have thought of in the last few minutes that you want to make sure you, you uh, get out there before we go to the vote? Mm, I don't think so. Cool. All right. No. So I guess let's vote. All right. Up first to vote today is Brock Rudolph Gabbard. (gasps) BRG. Okay. So I love all the ideas that came out here today. Um, I do have a couple problems with some of them, um, but I think the main one that I'm really attaching to is going to be Tanner's, the uh, Maleficent roller coaster. You really got to say you have problems with one? Like... You can't just oh. be like, they're cool and voting for Tanners. The ones that I'm not voting for, I have obvious have problems, problems with. Yeah. Sorry, no, I meant to say I have problems with, like, what all the of them. F- dude? Um, <laughs> I just... I just want you guys to know that you haven't <laughs> earned my respect. Like, usually on this podcast, people have actually said to me that they like that when we vote for one, we explain why we voted for that one and why that one was good. We don't normally say, I'm voting for this one because the other two sucked. <laughs> no, okay. Well, for well, listeners at home uh, who think that we are mean to Brock, a little insight into maybe the actions that cause that sometimes. <laughs> the, he may not be as brazen about it, but he's quick with the knife to cut <laughs> us all to our core. Well, let me explain. I really like launch coasters. I think that's a really cool idea. Jake, I really love your idea. I think it's a little similar to what we already have on the cruise ships. Eric, oh, yeah. I really, really, really love your idea, but it kind of feels to me like Disney would use it as an excuse to be like, look, we decorated our parks. We're going to make actual, absolutely no remedial action. So that's that's why I'm voting for Tanners. Uh, okay. okay. That's a little better. Who's voting next? Uh, t- Tanners voting next. So I really enjoyed all three pitches. No caveats to that. Um, Thank you, Tanner. I think you all worked very hard on it, and I appreciate your hard work. (laughs) For this one, though, I'm I'm really torn. I think I am going to have to go with jake's restaurant i love all three ideas we've just we just i love brock i love yours a lot we just did though in recording time talk about an animatronic show so i'm and we've never really talked full scale about theming a restaurant before so that's something i'm excited for and eric i love yours too i just don't it's one of those things where it's hard to like break down what will it look like in each of these places for like talking about in the future? I think it's a very cool idea though. Thank you. All right. 
Jake. All right. So um, I agree. I love all these rides. And I do agree with what Tanner said regarding animatronic show. We just recently, very recently had an episode. That being said, I am still going to throw my vote for Brock's Kermit Family Reunion. It sounds like it's a great show. And I love the Muppets. I am always for more Muppets in the parks. That's my vote. Eric Hand Kingmaker. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. No, it's cool. Like, you know, <laughs> I think I have more zero vote episodes than anybody else on this podcast. And I'd like to think it's because they're ambitious. That, genuinely, ambitious. that is <laughs> ma- almost yeah. always the reason I don't vote yeah. for you. It's just <laughs> like it's so ambitious that I personally don't know how to talk about it. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, that said, well, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I like all of them. Um, I am uh, liable to shy away from animatronics because we were just discussing that, sort of like Tanny was saying. Um, though I think it is a cool animatronic show. I think that it would have done really well on our animatronic episode, actually. Brock looks so uh, sad. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am also... In, I love the Muppets, but I feel like they get discussed a fair amount here as well. Um, you say that like it's a bad thing, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Brock, stop crying. That's, that's an ugly um, face. I had sympathy when you looked sad. When you started the crying, I lost sympathy. <laughs> I, I, I guess I found the line and I and I stepped over it. Either, either stop so, crying or cry prettier. <laughs> Uh, between uh, the the roller coaster and the the walkthrough attraction, they both appeal to me for different reasons. I know I, I, I like I said I like all three of them. I am going to have to go with Tanner's Maleficent coaster today, though. It's been a while since we've Sick. talked about like a true like thrill attraction. I always have a good time banding those about. Um, and uh, yeah, roller coasters are sick. Green fire is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, congrats, T. That's Tanner. Thank you very much. Thanks for the votes. Can't wait to dive a little deeper into this coaster. Uh, to start out, something I realized I missed uh, talking about it was that it would be an indoor roller coaster. Yeah, when you said green skies, I kind of assumed because yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, if anyone has the technology to change the color of the sky, it's Disney, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we projection map on each little atom in the sky. <laughs> yeah, so obviously it'll be an indoor uh, ride. I'd like to kind of try to make the outside of the building look a bit like uh, her castle in the mountain range. Yeah. So kind of creepy and looming. I do want this to be... All those, like, twisted briars would be cool. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, very similar to Jake when he pitched his uh, villain's uh, animatronic show in that I wanted to stick out as... It's part of Fantasyland technically, but like it doesn't necessarily aesthetically fit in with everything else. Like it, it's different. It's scary, and kind of giving kids that same like sinking feeling they'd have going towards something like the Tower of Terror or the Haunted Mansion. Of like, ooh, this is a little off. This doesn't feel like the same Disney 
stuff that we've been going to all day. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want it to be a pretty like thrilling ride as thrilling as Disney would go. Right. For a <laughs> roller coaster. Uh, so where would you guys like to start though? We talked about the building obviously a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the building was a good place to start. I say, just I think we, I like when we do these in um, chronological order. So you see the building, and then the next thing would be the queue line. Yeah, so obviously the queue line, we would be starting to kind of journey through the castle grounds that she has. And I want to be able to, though, kind of have a show scene where we kind of explain, like, we are the heroes going through this daring journey. I want to give some empowerment to, like, especially like kids riding this. I want it to feel like we're going on a quest right to Maleficent's Mm -hmm. castle. We're not just, it's not like a tour, right? (laughs) Like (laughs) Maleficent's nice now for a minute. And she's like, come visit my castle and hang out and ride a roller coaster. Right. Like there's a purpose to why we're going there, which was, if anyone has any like stronger ideas on how we could do that, that's something I've been struggling with is like, in what realm do we let? Does a villain let us go into their land? Because it's right. a lot harder to say than. I do kind of like, like the, the idea nice that we're sneaking in. So maybe if it looked like we were kind of going in through a secret passage or something, yeah. like hidden at the back of the castle, like maybe it's like you see like a like not a sewer grate, but some sort of grate that has been pried open, and that's what we walk through into this back passage. You know, and, and maybe, you know, as you're going around the corners or something, you can look around and you can see, like, in the distance, you can see some of those, like, pig guards or lizards. Yeah, like, she's got those Maybe, like, the shadows guards. of them. Or yeah, maybe you see their shadows and they're, and you, you can, can hear them talking. You can hear them above you. Yeah, like, maybe walking. Like, Did you guys like hear something the down there? And then you kind of get this feeling of, like, oh, we're hiding, you know? I like that. I think it, uh, it'd be interesting if. Because I, I kind of like where Tanner's head's at with, like, we're being invited into this. Um, I mean, it, it, we, we could end up somewhere else, but, like, to set it up like we're being invited into, like, like a maze or, like, a labyrinth kind of thing that she's set up. Um, and then the coaster is kind of set up. We're talking about, like, multi-launch, right? Of, like, going through different parts of this giant thing that she's set up as, like, a test to come until you can fight the dragon. Um, that could be interesting. Uh, it, I don't know. There's something of, like, I love the idea of sneaking in, but there is a Disney, a, a feeling like Disney, uh, that you're breaking the rules there, right? It's not just about like being a hero. Um, and like the sneaky thing. I don't know if that's like something that, that jibes, with me i don't know it's hard to say i mean disney does that a lot in rides i mean think about dinosaur the guy is breaking the rules to send us back in time to get the dinosaur like he's not supposed yeah, to breaking the rules is a big part of disney rides the setup okay i do think erickson does something though where like it's not normally the guest breaking the rules it's somebody else <laughs> breaking well the rules i'm thinking i'm thinking that's an easy fix because i don't necessarily love or totally understand the logic of she's inviting us to fight her. Yeah. I, um, I, wasn't, I wasn't following that either. So, but honestly, just put an animatronic of Prince Philip or Aurora in the queue explaining like, Hey, we need your help. 
Mm-hmm. Then that then it all makes sense. We're going there to help them defeat Maleficent. We don't have to see them during the ride because, yeah, it's about us doing it. Make up some mm-hmm. reason they can't do it. She put up some magic that prevents them from getting in. I don't know. But we... The Prince Philip animatronic says, dude, I'm freaking busy, bro. You know, I like <laughs> that idea, but I think instead of it being Prince Philip or Aurora, I think it's um, Flora and Fauna and Meriwether, and they're telling Ooh, us better. that they need us to go help Prince Philip. That is better. I, li- I, I do really like that. I think that's probably the best setup. I'm just... I'm interested in, in looking at new and cool ways to get us into experiences. And I, uh, that, that's just where my head's at personally. Um, mm-hmm. so like the heroes inviting us into an adventure, I just feel like that's been done. Right. And it's just like, a uh, and so I'm just excited about new shit. That's just going to be me that you don't have to acknowledge or say I'm correct at all. That's just it. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, it's been done because it works. And I think in this case, that's probably going to be the most efficient and uh, logically uh, understandable way to get a guest to get what's going on with the story of the ride. I can drive with that. Yeah, I think it does work better to have like the hero set, like somebody from the heroic side set our quest, because I, I, I do think Maleficent is like, I want her to. Hmm. Let me see, because now I'm kind of rethinking this as like, I think there is a way Maleficent invites who she's heard are mighty heroes to try to face her and she's vanquished everyone. And that's kind of then later the impetus for her turning into the dragon as nobody's gotten that far, I think would be a fun I in. guess, but don't forget that Disney's going to be kids, a lot of kids. So it's like, hey, you're lining up to die. Everyone who's done this ever has died. Come on, little Timmy. Let's go die together. That's the Tower That's the tower of Terror is your lining yeah, up to Yeah, and little kids don't like that. <laughs> it also doesn't yeah, but it's also died, a right? multi-launch like- coaster, so I don't know if little kids are our main target demographic you know i just still think the logic there is flawed like maleficent's uh curmudgeon she lives on her own and she doesn't like people i don't think she's gonna be like hey come on over here and we'll scrap and again we're talking about (laughs) maleficent from original sleeping beauty right okay yeah because the like maleficent inviting people and everything that kind of fits more with maleficent of the live action movies which i know you don't care for tanner yeah (laughs) i I, I just think it it muddies the story yeah i don't want us to get bogged down too much in this so let's go with uh we get a quest probably from flora and fauna and i think the third one merryweather merryweather <laughs> pinkleberry or whatever and uh Gold that Barry, gives yes. us our goal <laughs> of why i still don't want to keep actually though we're going through the dungeons and sneaking around is most of our queue line though for that mm-hmm. because i think that yeah. still fits I think that's really cool. I just, I don't think that would really fit the other story. So I think keeping the sneaking is 
really yeah. going to sell the story of you're on this quest. And then we get to the coaster itself, which I thought would be cool if the carts were modeled after like the shields and stuff is kind of like an iconography of a hero of how you could make a heroic looking roller coaster car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got that like shield on the front of the car and like yeah. the rest of it is still containing that same design aesthetic. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool too. Yeah. All right. And then my generic outline of how this would go is we'd launch and the first bit would be in the castle itself with uh, show scenes of animatronics of like her henchmen shooting arrows at us, trying to attack us. We would overcome that in a show scene and we'd have the next launch would be into like her throne room where we would for the first time see Maleficent herself in the story that we're telling now. Nice. Mm -hmm. And that would be, I thought it would be really cool to have like her room. Our show scene could be like, things erupting into these green flames as she's telling us to get out and that she's going to vanquish us with a really cool Maleficent animatronic. Yeah. Does that seem cool to people? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So then from there we'd launch and we'd go through other rooms with some show scenes, basically the equivalent of fighting off henchmen in show scenes in a car. And then the big (laughs) first transition would be a stop and from like some of the glass windows seeing a like projector like a projection screen show of maleficent transforming into the dragon like oh, i've had sweet. enough yeah and yeah that could cool. kind of be and just as like it looks like shattering glass and stone is like falling from the projection we launch again mm-hmm and kind of into more of a chaotic, like, dark section of the ride. Okay. Okay. And then from there, that's where I kind of had the idea of seeing the dragon for the first time, is I was picturing, like, we're in this chaos, we're spinning around, we're shooting all around, and then we all, we're just in the dark, and all of a sudden we see two glowing lime green eyes as we like enter a cave because now we're outside in the mountains yeah i think i would like to see like maybe some like smoke or haze and the eyes are kind of like do they just open and they're cutting through the smoke and it's like ooh. Mm -hmm. yeah because then uh my idea was yeah you have the smoke and stuff and then you have the eyes and then like all of a sudden there's a drop in the ride and all of the smoke and stuff then we shoot green light mm-hmm. so it's like we just avoided the flame breath oh the nice. first time okay cool yeah but what were you gonna say well, i was just gonna say leading up to that or somewhere in this area i really like the idea or the visuals of the ride weaving back and forth through those big briars yeah, you know, I, I think that would just yeah, be that would be awesome. Really cool leading up to that. If you just kind of feel like it's making all these really sharp turns, and you kind of get like obviously you're really safe, but you get get this feeling like <laughs> oh, if I stick my arms out, I might like you know it might get me. Yeah, you know, and you're just kind of like feeling condensed and like oh, we got to get through this. I just think that would be a neat feeling leading up to. The yeah, day. I think that would be really awesome to just kind of go through and like you're kind of trapped and every. The thing is with this area, everything's dangerous, right? Like there's right. not really a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of what you're doing like <laughs> the sky is green there's green fire all around 
There's yeah. dragons and evil. <laughs> we could save a lot of money and just make everybody wear green sunglasses when they get on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Put these goggles on. They're 3D, I promise. <laughs> I don't know why my first thought was making the animatronics of <laughs> giving us the quest wear green sunglasses at the beginning. No. Like, what's, what's the, how's that going to save us money? Or if Maleficent has them on. <laughs> I meant the riders. <laughs> And then the final show scene, we'd have our big giant dragon animatronic doing cool shit, shooting fire somehow. <laughs> Obviously, right. that'd be like smoke and light again. Yeah, but I, mean, I would or, like. To- or real fire. I actually don't Ooh. think real fire is that big of an issue. Real fire is used on a lot of rides. I mean, in, yeah. at Universal and the the, the, the mummy, mummy ride, that's, there's yeah. that great scene where they set the mm-hmm. ceiling on fire, and that's you know real fire. That's pretty cool, and that's a moment you remember. You know, <laughs> so yeah, yes. I think real fire would be awesome to incorporate, and you can make green fire. I, I forget which chemical it is. It's, I mean, really, it's copper. Yeah, it might be copper. It's a really common thing right. that you add to the flame, and it turns it green. Okay, yeah. So, so let's use some real fire. I like yeah. that. Let's and do we it. Shoot the guests. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we we gave you an inch there, and uh, <laughs> what you and we did scorch them <laughs> is is you took a mile there, pal. <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't that a good isn't that a thing about how good people are? Like, oh, yeah. we only have to give him an inch, and then he'll take a mile. <laughs> yeah, just like how Hitler did that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just saying, Neville Chamberlain gave him an inch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, what the f***? Yeah. Brock came out swinging today. <laughs> no, he's not taking our shit anymore. We've been putting no. him down for too long. So he jumps to Hitler? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels like asking for more of what we've been giving him. <laughs> well, I was very specifically thinking of one specific example, but yeah, no, Hitler, I probably shouldn't have mentioned. <laughs> 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 That's the yeah, quote probably, of my Hitler yeah. I probably shouldn't have mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, so moving like we're right blasting along. the fire. And uh, that's kind of the end. Now, this is what we were talking about, though, is how do we really have like a finale on a ride that isn't we ram our car into the dragon and kill well, her. Maybe we see that. Survive. I remember based on the idea that now we're assisting Philip somehow, maybe we see the animatronic of Philip throw the sword and Philip gets Maleficent like in the movie. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a great scene in the movie where he throws the sword and it, it like shoots up and it pierces the dragon's underside. So I know we get a lot of shit for like saying gamifying and things like that. I don't think we should gamify this roller coaster or anything. <laughs> but one of the things that I don't like about seeing those kinds of things in rides is it takes away the agency and the coolness factor of the personal experience. I don't know how 
to make it so that we defeat Maleficent, right? If we're a shield, maybe, like, the fire hits the shield and gets reflected back off of her. That feels dangerous. But I... (laughs) I I, I get where your head's at, uh, Jake, and I think Mm -hmm. it's a cool idea. I just would love to find room for us to feel like we have vanquished the dragon that we have been tasked to defeat, and it's not just the deus ex machina of some Disney character coming in and doing it for us. Okay. I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's like, a really great idea, but yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Is I think that's why you do see it so fun. often. And I, for one, I don't necessarily always mind it as much as yeah, uh, I, I don't think a lot of the it. people on the pod. I but like I do want to try to like since we have set it up as our quest, I'd love to find a way to avoid it since that's the story we've been. Telling. I mean, literally, the only thing a roller coaster car can do would just be to ram into her. <laughs> and I mean, that's fine. We could literally ram through her, like. <laughs> but so, like, you go through the dragon, and you see like his innards and guts and shit. As that's you're going through. all I can think of. I don't know if I like that. We wouldn't kill the dragon, right? Like, we would yeah, ram no, into she's... it. It would fall down off of the castle, and we would have vanquished it. And I think for a multi, actually, I think Brock said that sort of maybe jokingly, but for a multi-launch coaster, that's actually kind of perfect. No, I wasn't joking about ramming her. I was joking about driving through her. Right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, ramming her and then she Mm -hmm. falls. That's a good idea. I mean, she's a dragon, so she has wings, but we'll just skip that gap in logic and she'll fall. Hmm. Well, I was going to say, since it might be hard to ram the animatronic itself, like knocking a pillar or something, and then going into our final room is like we see like a well projection mapped of that crashing in and her being covered in rubble mm-hmm. as we're like racing that's through good. rubble would be oh, that's a way good. to do that. And then finally we see like our last little stop is in a room with like the dragon covered in these rocks and we see maybe them congratulating us on defeating Maleficent and riding away. Yeah, I like that. Like, you knock over a pillar, and that causes the roof to cave in on top of her. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I think that's yeah. probably the best way to do Because that also gives us it. the thrill of we're racing through now all of this stuff falling, too. Like, it gives us a reason why we have to zip back out now. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I think yeah. that's cool, yeah. So, yeah, that's the generic idea of uh, the coaster. Nice. If there's anything people would like to add. <laughs> Lots of green flames in different rooms. Uh, I think the big show scenes are the palace, the transformation, and then the end are kind of like the three like big stops, and then there's smaller ones with different animatronics. But those are like the three big show scene yeah. things that I'm saying. And then the cool scary drop with a dragon i think would be really fun yeah i agree i think it's a cool ride yeah that's neat sick pretty sick sicky sicky narner sick indeed cool ride bro all right yeah thank you guys thanks for helping flesh out the ideas a bit i really would love to see a thrill ride like this at a Disney park because they don't do a ton of thrills like high, high level thrills 
apart from like rock and roller coaster and singles right. like on a Disney budget where you're incorporating storytelling into it, I think would be really cool. Yeah. Nice job, boys. Yeah, I yeah. think we know what that that's time for now. What's the time for? I think it's time for a lightning round. Lightning round. I have spun the lightning round wheel. Oh, you son of a gun. We're going with this, okay? Just just because. It wants us to do a roller coaster, which is fine. We just did a roller coaster. Okay, fine. But it wants us to theme it on a Disney property that often gets overlooked in our episodes. And that is ESPN. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to come up with an ESPN roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about sports. This will be interesting. That's good because I'm going first. Um, <laughs> and I know Tanner and I probably know Ty. I don't know. Tanner, do I follow more sports than you do? Probably more closely with basketball at least yeah but like generically i follow along pretty well (laughs) yeah we follow baseball both very closely and then i follow basketball pretty closely and then everything else is just kind of um all right but i am going first cool congratulations me you did it so this is going to be a launch coaster that goes through the ESPN complex. Uh, we'll duck and dive through the baseball fields and outdoor basketball courts and tennis courts uh, as we see the uh, wide world of sports, as ESPN likes to call it. This will be a uh, uh, probably uh, a, a winding circular loop de loops throughout the entire ESPN sports complex. That's my time. All right. Nice. Uh, Next, we have Jake. Okay. So, my roller coaster is the guest is viewing from the point of view of a football during a football game. And you are sitting in your car and you're getting kicked all over the place. And then somebody throws you and and you just like get launched up into the air. And eventually the climax of the game is a final launch sequence where you're sitting in front of the the goal post and you are kicked through and they get a field goal. and, And that's the end of the game. I don't know how it ends. Something like that. <laughs> I was going to do the same thing with a baseball. <laughs> I picked the sport I know the least about, too. Yeah, That's why'd you great. do that? I don't know. I just had this picture of, like, oh, I'm getting kicked through a field goal. I'm like, okay, I'll make that into a ride. So, yeah, you're a football. It's great. All right, who's next? <laughs> uh, Tanner. Team Mario. Okay, so. So for this roller coaster, we will be taking on the role of one of the scrolling news updates that is at the bottom of the screen during every episode of ESPN. We'll be giving updates on what players are injured, what new tragedies have befallen somebody to make them sit out of a game. As we race through while other stories are being played on large screens all around us, we will be updating the world on news such as Miguel Cabrera pulling his hamstring and being out for 15 games. Thank you. Oh my God. So we just go in a straight line? 
Yes. Yeah, we are the scroll tracker. You're the news ticker You're at the, the bottom. Ticker. Oh my gosh! I, but like super fast though. In our- <laughs> I was really thinking that Tanner was going to own this podcast. I could have thought of a better ride, but I was like, that was the first thing I thought of, and I was like, that would be so funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And last but not least, I think the only person in the world who knows less about sports than me, we have Brock. All right, so uh, we are going to take on the role of inspiring NASCAR drivers uh, as we uh, start to learn how to uh, drive our NASCAR cars. Uh, We we go around the track, of course, uh, but we end up going off the road, and we go on this little adventure through the road, but we accidentally pull into the actual track of the Daytona 500. So now we end up (laughs) driving around the Daytona 500 and coming in first place, uh, which confuses everyone. As we're not supposed to be there. <laughs> All right, nice. I did not realize NASCAR Jokes was on, on you, ESPN. You think ESPN dedicates any time to covering NASCAR? <laughs> I Googled it, and they used to. Yeah, they while he was talking, I Googled it. Yeah, an insane amount of time covering NASCAR. There's a, I think there's an offshoot channel. I have to check and see. I I think they used to cover NASCAR. I think. Uh, no, they another. definitely still cover it. Okay. I just was more making a joke on how they dedicate like 98% of their coverage of news stories to football and basketball, even when neither sport are in season. It's yeah. Because as a baseball fan, it was very frustrating to me. I hate when, that. Like, I go into the middle of the trade deadline. I go into a restaurant. I'd be getting they have, updates on other stuff. They have yeah. sports on the TV, and they're talking about. It's just a panel show of them talking about, well, when football comes back, what can we expect to see? It's like, but it's not back. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Play Americans' baseball. obsession with football is a, uh, toxic. It's not a good yeah. sport. And, uh, um, it's very much based in military, digging the trenches. Like, it's gross. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. why did nobody pitch the around the horn roller coaster? <laughs> I th- oh man, well because they don't. That would have been so good as you zip no. between the and different then, four screens. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been the perfect Max ride. Ke- Max Kellerman gives you negative points, and that's when you like dip down, and that's where the falls yeah. are. Yeah. Really funny. <laughs> right, uh, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, Brock. Just take us out of here. <laughs> Brock, just take us out of here. I'm so confused. Uh, <laughs> I forgot we were recording for a second there. It's just reminiscent oh about sports. Is that a stalk of celery? No, it's our Facebook, Jake. What, because celery's green? Yeah, that's all. How do I do green? I do Facebook.com slash Facebook you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. And top of the morning to you, Tanner. It's our Instagram. Without being racist. Top of the morning to you, Tanner. It's our Instagram. <laughs> Main underscore street underscore music. And Eric... You better drive all those snakes out of here. They're getting to to our Twitter. (laughs) Well, nobody ever talks about the true meaning of St. Patrick's Day, and I'm I'm proud of you for bringing that up. It is at MSM underscore podcast. And I'm Brock. Everyone, make sure to give us a five-star review. Rate, review us, tell your friends. Bye.
tell your friends that our endings just keep getting worse and worse. God, we're the only podcast that as we go on, we get worse. How do I do green? <laughs> green. Well, we're going to do an episode about green things. Who is that? You, I guess. <laughs> it was me? <laughs> it was the three of you. <laughs> Jake has to be much meaner on your impressions. That's true. <laughs> oh, when you do an episode about green things, I'm Jake. Better. <laughs> <laughs>